Fuck pain, fuck heartbreak. I'm still in love with life. From the multicultural headquarters of the future capital of the free-thinking states of America known as Los Angeles, this is the Drunken Dows Podcast. Tonight, a return visit from one of our very first guests, Miss Shannon Lee, daughter of Kung Fu legend Bruce Lee and head of the Bruce Lee Foundation, as we discuss proper care and feeding of a worldwide icon, and Shannon's efforts to share her father's philosophy with a new generation. The importance of carving out some time for yourself, little dragons, Bruce tea, coloring books, and a call out to put positivity into a negative world. And now, asking you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons, I'm Rich Evers. And my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and middle finger of the gods, Daniele Bolelli. As we invite you to lower the lights, batten down the hatches, and prepare to open your mind for the Drunken Dows podcast begins now. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 97 of the Drunken Dows podcast. Another fantastic interview today. But first, we're going to fly through these sponsorships because this is a long episode. And to do that, here's Daniele Bolelli. Let's give a thank you to our heroes who have been in our corner the entire time. That's Usara, Onnit, and Shore Design. Thank you guys so much for the support. For, for you guys, if you can please check out their website, that would be sweet. The links are in the episode notes. There are discount codes in the episode notes, so you can actually get, you know, not pay full price if you decide that you like some of their stuff. We use stuff from all three of this company. Yep. We love all of them. That's Usara on Nature Design. We use all their products. That's Usara when it comes to hemp gear, bags, backpacks, uh, ghee, everything is brilliant. On it, what have I been on an on it kick lately? I keep, you know, I always get something. Uh, that's the fun of it. It's like I'm always playing with different things that Onnit puts out there. So some... What about the new Alpha Brain, which I hadn't even heard about? The yeah, Insta the, Alpha Brain. I'll give you some. It's Ooh. right there. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. It works really fast and it's... Like, whereas... Feels have been hit and miss in the sense that sometimes I really feel it yeah. and others I'm like, ah, I didn't feel it so much this time. The instants are great. They have been working every single time, so worth, worth checking out. I'll give you a few. And of course, sure design with the most brilliant t-shirts in the universe. So having said that, thank you to these folks. Please check them out. Let's get on to the episode. Okay, guys, let's get ready to roll. A returning guest, one of our earliest guests, was like episode 3, 5, I 2, think it was three, 4, yeah. somewhere very, very early. <laughs> it was four years ago. Yeah. The wonderful Shannon Lee. Shannon, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be back. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> what's Do tell. Going on? Oh, many things, many things going on. Um, as you know, 
um, we now have our own podcast. I know. That's super exciting. <laughs> the Bruce Lee podcast, um, which we'd love to have you on sometime. Anytime. As well. So um, that's been a lot of fun. Now I, now I know exactly what you go through. The, the joys <laughs> and pains of podcasting. Exactly. Yeah. You having fun with it? I am having fun. You know, the fun part really is the part we're doing right now, right? Getting to sit and have the conversation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All the, of the the editing and all the stuff that comes elite, and the prep elite. before and all right. that stuff is um, a little more in the work vein. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But having the conversation is great. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. And it's fun to sort of figure out um, what we want to talk about. Uh -huh. And as you know, it's a, it's a philosophy podcast. Right. So we've been taking my dad's philosophies and breaking them down, trying to make them user-friendly and uh, provide some action items and things that people can take away and that sort of stuff. And it's really interesting because when Sharon and I, Sharon, who does podcasts with me, um, when we have the conversation, we leave there feeling so energized. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. So it's like the words and like really thinking about them and digging right. into them, like it, it works on us when we're sitting there having a conversation that's beautiful yeah so it's so well and you guys are playing with awesome ideas because yeah. you know the whole oh, no that's brilliant how in terms of so you pick like one or two topics each time like something from your dad's philosophy that come up that you're like this is what we're gonna zero in and just <laughs> try to see how it applies to life and everything else exactly yeah and there there are so many um different mm -hmm. quotes so many different ideas um, and from big to small, um, we just recently, which haven't aired yet, did some, um, episodes on his affirmations that he mm -hmm. used to carry around. And we just recently talked about yin and yang and the yep. Tao and <laughs> big topic. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these, yeah, I you think, can go on forever. Yeah, just I think on... we can revisit them. We of sort course. of are doing like level one yeah. right now. And then we can, even sometimes when I'm going through the writings and the quotes and stuff, I come to some like deeper layer of it yep. and I'm like, Ugh, okay, this is, maybe we'll save this. For <laughs> <laughs> it's for another, uh, that's step two, right? <laughs> Exactly. Well, because that's how it is, right? I mean, when you look at the concepts in anything, uh, your dad's philosophy in anything, in anybody's philosophy, you're going to hit a few key concepts, but then a lot of the time is is not the repetition like useless repetition. It's repetition in the sense that, okay, now we see how this concept shows up in this particular example or how it applies to this aspect of life. So it kind of looks new each time mm -hmm. because it, takes on he puts on different clothes but it's the same essence you know you're still talking about it's kind of like dealing yeah with the Tao. you know you yeah. can apply to a million different conversations <laughs> right. they sound like different conversation yeah. but really the principles at the roots are the same it's just you're dressing them up differently the examples are different and some example will ring better with some people than others exactly. and some will go suddenly that same principle that didn't really make much sense with that particular example it clicks and you go like now I get it. Now, now I you get make, it, yeah. You know. No, I'm always amazed when I'm reading the writings how mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I've read this a thousand times, but yeah. for whatever reason, at this moment where I am in my life at this time, yep. suddenly I'm like, oh. Now it clicks. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like it just never gets old. There's always totally. something new to discover or something new to just sort of 
I don't know, get that next layer mm-hmm. of understanding down. Yeah. I add that uh, there are a few books that I do that with. There's, mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, because I was mildly mentally deranged, but as a kid, I remember <laughs> reading these uh, Zen Flashes and Bones. Oh, yeah. Oh. You know, this collection of, uh, what is it, 101 Zen stories. And, and about four of them make sense when you're 12. <laughs> yeah, the first time I read it, I think I had two. Two yeah. that I loved deeply. They were two beautiful stories, but the other 99, I was like, yeah, this shit doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. It's like, now I think as time, like, whatever, 30 years later or something, it's about Thirty of them makes sense to me. Do you still have the same um, book? Because I still have like the same. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Copy from Forever Gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in Italian, in fact, because oh, I did awesome. not speak English back then. Well, I <laughs> don't really <laughs> speak. I remember the easiest one. It was grandfather die, father die. Oh yeah, yeah. Die. yep. That one was easy. Yeah, yeah. The artist uh, order, you know. Yeah, when uh, they commissioned this zen master slash artist this uh, scroll and he paints those sentences and they're all bummed out because they're like it sucks you know is this your inspired we're supposed to hang this thing about how everybody in the family dies this is a horrible tale and it's like well you know if the order was reversed life would really suck this is it's, yep. the, this is how nature works uh, the other one is a tragedy this is uh, i was like but yeah no it's yeah, it's no, fun I just stuff. Write it down That's yeah. so that I can. Oh, you love it. Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some yeah. flesh, some bones. Those are some beautiful ones. Yeah. No, you should tell me some more of your of your favorite books because I'm actually been thinking that because we try to actually like live the philosophy and apply mm-hmm. the philosophy, especially at work and yep. and all that. So I've been thinking recently, like we need to have. <clears throat> a reference library right with all of everybody's favorite yep. books yeah, yeah. and not just the bruce lee mm-hmm. books we have those already <laughs> the related ones right <laughs> right but books like that books where yeah. they've touched you or there been mm-hmm. a moment where you know it really came in handy and all yeah. that sort of stuff so no definitely yeah. there's uh, i'll send you also a link we did one episode at one point on this guy who's my all-time idol uh zen master from the 1300 early 1400s and uh eq sojun was this um super wild guy was completely did not fit with with the zen establishment of his day Mm. incredibly anti-authoritarian iconoclastic and fun ultimately Mm. just fun you know a guy who's like he's a sort of offering a middle finger to the stuffiness of that world that he was raised in and um just good stuff definitely i think good is, all right uh, so yeah we, we'll trade uh, we'll trade philosophical uh, ideas and books and stuff that would be fun yeah that would be great but that's exciting so that has been going on for how many months now we launched it on july 20th okay um of this year mm-hmm. so just a just a few months right yeah and um and, and- you're doing episodes how often once a week once a week oh man that's Ooh, hardcore i know <laughs> We're just talking about that. It is pretty hardcore. We try to record um, uh, in batches, mm-hmm. yeah, so that we can have makes it easy. Give, give yourself uh, <laughs> the week where you. Uh, I have a stuffy nose. Leave me alone for a week, yeah, right? You don't have yeah. to stress about. That's a good idea. But it's pretty intense, you know, when you get to because we're mm-hmm. recording right now, so we try right. to do like three episodes a week so that we can you know get like 12 yeah. done and then 
have a little break. Right. <laughs> break. What's this break word? No, no. A break it, from the podcast. Exactly. Oh. That's what, that's what I figure. So we can do the yeah, other things. Exactly. That doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the. Yeah. What's up with that? That's something that I, we're chatting. I guess even before we start a recording, I'm seriously resenting as the busyness of it all mm. and it's a weird thing because on one hand if i look at everything i do the overwhelming majority i would want to keep doing them are things that i like mm-hmm. there are a few things that i could do without where i'm kind of doing slave work because it pays the bills but i don't <laughs> really want to do it so there's that mm-hmm. but you know okay let's say i in the best possible world i cut that i still like the days are filled to the brim and I'm like, there's a point there where it's diminishing returns because on one end, I want to do all these things. They make me happy. Right. On the other end, when you are go, 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 go 24-7, that's not really a way to live. Yeah. That becomes, uh, how do you deal with that strange balance of, uh, <laughs> you know, being driven, but at the yeah. same time, you want to take a, you know, breathe and enjoy life. It's hard. Sometimes I deal with it well and sometimes not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had, do have a tendency to sometimes go into hermit mode uh-huh. where I just like shut everybody Leave out. Leave me like, the hell alone. I'm not returning any emails yeah. or phone calls and I'm just going <laughs> to right. sit in a cave. Um, you know, it's hard. I, I'm, I'm constantly assessing the same thing. Is there anything I can get rid of mm-hmm. in my life? So that throw these away first. <laughs> yeah, our smartphones. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it really has put everybody on the track where you constantly have to update yourself to every moment. You can't take twenty. You know, I figure bad news, bad phone call that mm-hmm. used to have to wait till you got home. Yeah. It's yeah. still bad in twenty minutes. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing you can do to adjust to it, and just the way that we were constantly just. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Something terrible has happened. Yeah, and I mean, it's weird because be some stuff is great about having the opportunity to chat with. Like, you look at, like, how many people you can chat with in any day. You make contact with even cool people yeah. in any given day, and it's brilliant, you know, mm-hmm. thanks technology. Mm-hmm. But then there's a point where, you know, there's a point where it actually enriches your life, and once you pass that point, it starts taking away from your life. Yeah. And it yeah. becomes one of the things where... So I guess speaking of Bruce Lee's philosophy, yeah, simplify, right? Simplify, the whole thing yes. on, uh, yeah. So how? Please do tell how. How do you do it? I what wish are... I had uh, the secret. Right. Um, I don't really, um, and I don't know this. I, and it's something I've been thinking about too. There's this sort of idea in my head too, where I think, well, I'm a certain age. I have a lot of things I want to. um, that I'm pushing for Mm -hmm. that I'm working towards and I keep sort of telling myself which maybe I may be lying to myself but um, which is I just have to keep up this pace for another five, ten (laughs) years and then like I'll be there and then I can take my foot off the the gas a little bit Um, I don't know if that's true right? Um, and I don't want to live my life you know, um, under pressure of course. for the next five, 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> it's already been like, eventually I will breathe them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not, you're about to have a high schooler too. So you're, yeah. you've got things that are going to switch on. You didn't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's challenging as you know, like having, being a single parent and having to, I'm constantly going from like, 
okay, business meeting to volleyball game right. to, you know, getting home, making dinner. And my daughter, Ren, has been saying to me lately, like, Mom, you really have to go to the grocery store. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I'm really sorry. <laughs> She's at an age where you can start sending her to. It's yeah. like, Here's you know what? It's down the street. <laughs> Don't forget some milk. Yeah. I know. So... It's a tough balance. It's really tough, right. you know, because then there are also things I want to implement in my life that that require attention that I'm not giving, such as like always having healthy food around mm-hmm. and cooking more. Exactly. And, do you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like yeah. that kind of stuff where instead I'm just like, okay, it's dinner time. We need to eat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have no food. Okay. I'm going to order something. Okay. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing is. No, it's not fun either. It's exactly. Fun. Yeah. We've been trying to reimagine looking 30 years in the future. Mm-hmm. If you go, what would you want the world to actually be like at that point? Mm-hmm. And to me, wouldn't it be great if we did all calm down a little bit where mm. you could spend the same amount of time on your hobbies and your passions as you do on work mm-hmm. and craziness like that? What if we did turn into four-day work weeks where you had an extra day available and maybe you have to volunteer that day? Helping the school, helping here, but you're doing positive things. You're interacting with people. Yeah, we've got to get off this crazy hamster wheel they have us on. Yeah, Not, to make right. sure your credit cards are paid, to make sure you got that new car, to make sure you got yeah. you know, this insanity that we've sold ourselves out to, mm-hmm. and get back control of our own lives. Because mm-hmm. it, it, and at this point, you know. Robots are going to be doing everything very shortly. There's not going to be so much work anymore anyway. Why yeah. can't you just hand it out in equitable chunks? Everybody does their sort of 30 hours. Yeah. And slow it down a little bit. Because yeah. what's the goal? To have the most platinum piled up in the corner? <laughs> right. So that somebody can fucking steal it from you when the second you die? Right. Yeah, no. I, I think one of the keys is um, I do take my rest very seriously, which it is... is serious. Like, like for instance, this weekend, uh, my daughter's been at her dad's, and so, and I didn't have anything planned Ooh, yesterday, relax. so I was like, I'm not doing anything. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I think the last time, How I was think, that? was like 1983. I remember oh, that. Yes. Yeah. The... It doesn't happen very often. But no, but like that's great. When, you, when I get those moments, I'm like... It's, I, you know, because I used to beat myself up like, oh, I have this free time. I need to do something. No, screw with it. it. That, you're doing something. Mental health right there. It's yeah. like it's yeah. key to the other day I got 10 hours of sleep. Wow. That was like. In a row? Yes. <laughs> it was like the most beautiful thing. Like I woke up and I was like, what the hell am I complaining about? Life is just beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that. You know, stuff yeah. that I'm wasting time. No, you're not wasting anything. That's like the key to transform life, to make it livable, to make it fun, to make it whether it's sleep, whether it's take time off, or you take a day. Like I have, uh, the other day I was looking at this thing. I got this movie I wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. And I realized when I got this movie, it was early July. And I still haven't watched it. Mm. Two damn hours to watch a movie. It's like, this is, I think one of the problems on what you are saying, Rich, is that I think what you say makes perfect sense about slave work, Mm -hmm. right? The kind of work that you don't want to do where let's limit that as much as possible. Great. I get it. The part that's mentally tricky because there's no easy solution is what about the work that you, it is also your hobbies, you know, where the two kind of intertwines, where your hobbies and your work kind of go hand in hand, but just the amount because you're following is like, 
figuring out exactly what the balance is in terms of how much is healthy to push for and how much it passes a measure where it's like this is no longer a hobby this is became i put myself into my own rat race and running that's a on nightmare the you know you, you never want your hobby to become your job I've right seen yeah. it happened before like yeah. back back after napster destroyed the record business i did hunting and fishing shows for the outdoor channels for a few years and those guys who used to like to go fish and hunt when it became you're going to have to be here on Tuesday oh, for three yeah. days in the rain. They start and hating it, right. They hated it. Yeah. They, they began to hate it. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's tricky because I find like in that sense it becomes there's not even a separation between quote-unquote free time and work. Like I look at it, I literally probably work from the time I open my eyes to the time I go to sleep. There's yeah. no moment where it's like, no, suddenly you're not. Like, mm-hmm. But as I think Shannon is reminding us in very healthy fashion is sometime you just need to tell it all to get the hell out and just take two hours where you're staring at a tree you know and just yeah. relax and yeah that's important because yeah. otherwise it's too tempting to go yeah yeah but uh, just just one more hour let me get to those other it's like nope 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 cut yeah. now it's we did this great thing at work where we implemented this eight session we didn't do it every week we did it like every three weeks but um we called it creative fridays mm-hmm. that sharon who does podcast with me actually implemented and it was this eight session thing that we integrated into work where we were gonna all um pick a creative project and it had to be the you had to be something that you enjoyed right that you were not doing to make money, that was not related to work, that was like nothing like that, just whatever you wanted to do. And you were going to work on those, and then every time we got together, we'd share our progress on it. And I have to say, we did this back at the beginning. uh, Well, I guess we did it back at the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. and I really miss it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's bring it back. (laughs) Because um, one of the things that I chose was painting. And Uh I'm not a painter. Right. At all. I've actually been a painter. As in? (laughs) Painting houses. Houses, right. Yeah. (laughs) But not uh, artistically. I I have never taken classes or any of that kind of stuff. But I just wanted to try it. Sure. And what I found was when I was weaving that into my life mm-hmm. because in part because I quote had to because we were going to be getting together and we had to share our progress and the progress there was no rules it wasn't yeah. like it's if whatever. you haven't finished a painting sure. every 3 weeks you're in big trouble you know it was just like well what am I doing now and what am I discovering what I found is that even though I may not be the best painter in the world <laughs> second come on was... second best painter <laughs> Caravaggio <Right. laughs> it was really um it was almost meditative for yeah. me like to have to make time in the evening every now and again to just like get out the paint and right sit there and work on a canvas and play around so and it was really it created that space in my life what kind of paint do you use are you oil uh, are you no acrylic? i went acrylic so i i did this thing where i painted on photographs because oh, i cool. love to take mm-hmm. photographs um you know out in nature when we're on trips or whatever so i printed some photographs and then i and then I painted on top of them. Um, not entirely. I would let some of the photo show through yeah. and then paint other parts of it and stuff. And so it was kind of a fun, interesting totally. thing to do. And I really enjoyed it. And in my mind, now that we've gotten away from this, like having to, mm-hmm. to really implement it, um, I keep thinking, oh, I want to go back and do yeah. more. But I'm not. Right. <laughs> 
I've literally hooked myself on it in the past three weeks where yeah. when the movie fi finished and there was nothing to do all of a sudden, I had all this time to kind of fill. I've done 15 paintings. Check you out. Weeks, like I did not know person. that. Yeah. That's wow. cool. That's great. And I started just copying things. It was then, um, that crazy mid-century stuff I was showing you the last time. Nice. Copied a few of them and then the next thing you know. Start rhyming with it. Yeah. It's all tiki's and rocket ships. Good stuff. Craziness. Yeah. Good, good stuff. So I recommend it. The acrylics are wonderful. Yeah, yeah. They're very forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it up and just go over the top. Of it. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> that's good but stuff. But that's hilarious. No, I found the painting amazing. Yeah. Just, nobody judging. Yeah. Just, and it's just a hobby. It's not It's not sure. ever going to become my... Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's play. <laughs> and I think play. that's the point is yeah. having... Making, not having, making the time to play, mm -hmm. making the time, because that's what makes us human, that's what makes us fun, that's mm -hmm. what makes us when seeing says, I had to, no, you, it's not about have to all the time, it's about I want to play, let's mm -hmm. just play around with this thing, not for a goal, as you say, it's not about money, it's not about what I'm going to post on Facebook later, yeah. oh, I can use this for my social media presence, it's like, <laughs> fuck all that, it's about, I just want to play, relax, yeah. Yeah. and sometimes it's, uh, I think it's like, because work has changed so much over the last couple of hundred years, you know, we went from being the overwhelming majority of the population farming to becoming an urbanized and kind of industrial labor and all of that, and then sort of working in offices. And now as work is changing so much, where mm -hmm. sometime again, that boundary between free time and work is getting fuzzy. Mm -hmm. It's happening all so fast that in some way, there really is no model for how to do it in a healthy way. Right. We're figuring it out. It's uh, yeah. kind of speaking of Taoist, that is a balancing act where we're figuring out things that are, Okay, up until this point, it's healthy, but once you pass it, you start. And, you know, nobody really has it. Or even if somebody has figured it out, good for you. You figured it out five years ago because <laughs> there simply hasn't been that much time to yeah. play with it for generations. You yeah. know, it's not something that for now generations, you know exactly what the a good balance. More, and then you find your own individual one, but you have a general base. There are no models in a way. Yeah. It's we got to figure. So in, it's not a whine about, oh, why is it so difficult? It's, there are very real reasons why it's complicated because sure. who else is showing us the way in that regard? It's yeah. kind of we have to make up our own way as we go along with this. For sure. Um, and, and something always has to give, right? Mm -hmm. so, so I've had this struggle with everything um, at one point in time or another, even with like exercise. Like mm -hmm. if I want to if I want to feel good and exercise, I have to make time for that. Totally. But in order to make time for that, I have to Cut take time else. away from work for yep. an hour or take mm -hmm. time away from yep. doing something with my daughter or not go to the grocery store exactly. or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> right. So it's a, it's a real juggling act. It is. And I think that's probably the right metaphor is figure out how many you can juggle in a healthy way where, it'll, yeah. oh, look at that. It looks like a great act. And now, man, it's just overwhelming and stressful. Yeah. Um, and I think that the thing that's interesting is more and more as I get older, I think like, oh, like just having some chill, like not stressful job living like somewhere, you know, like in a little tiny place sure. somewhere, yeah. like, like the that's great. Like yeah. I got to get me some of that. Yeah. And then, but then the balance between that and your creativity and your drive exactly. and what you feel driven to accomplish in the world, that's where it gets yeah. 
tough. Yeah, that's what yeah, keeps yeah. me from that succulent farm. I had a Monterey. I could just, you know, <laughs> right. football field size. I just right. walk, put a big hat on and water all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. How are you, my little plant friends? It would be awesome. Yeah. But you're exactly right. We're here in this city because this is where it's at. Yeah. And we deal with the traffic, which is definitely talk about time to exercise. Well, if I do it here, then the traffic's gonna. It's yeah. amazing how it rules your life. Totally. And it's it's almost like there's a there's a there's a pulse to the city, and you better get on its track because if you get out of sorts with it, <laughs> you're gonna be doing three hour commutes. You we, know. we need to make up the car high hybrid car but not the way people think you know solar or these hybrid in the sense that while you are in your car you're like pedaling like crazy it's like half bicycle half car so it's like by the time you got to work you got your exercise it's like well you're a radio friend you better start pedaling right and you know you're not gonna pedal if you have a 60 mile commute every day back and forth but you can a tenth of the way, you know what I mean? Is like part of the way is your physical exercise, and part of it is the. Once these self-driving ones get going, maybe that'll right. be the thing. Everybody right, you just like, you lay back and lift weights. Yeah, hey, you get in your little card pod and get it on the four hundred five, and the computer yeah. takes over, and I see you bitches. In that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thousands of us. You know, I was having a crazy thought the other day. It was one of those six lanes packed full, right? As cars as far as you can see, but it's rolling. You know. It's moving, thank Jesus. Isn't it amazing that that works every day? You got to think if if that was 10,000 16 year olds with their license on day one, yeah. it would be a mangled insane. Sure. The fact that it works at all is almost a miracle. Yeah, it is. Because they used to say, like, the space shuttle had so many moving parts to it that if it right. just 0.001% of those parts failed, which should happen at any time, mm-hmm. they would be screwed. Somehow they managed. And here we sit. Millions of people. Yep. Yeah. And a good chunk of whom do not have always the highest IQ or they are not the or people that I would no put my... <laughs> yeah, and somehow it works, yes. There's so it's uh, sandwiches and doing yeah. their makeup. I've seen people shave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. somehow, in spite of... Shower. Yeah, you might as well. You guys exercise. Right. And, but the fact that it works is a miracle. Yeah, and the fact that these vehicles, you know, what if one in every thousand vehicle were to break down at every rush hour? It doesn't happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Hundreds of thousands of people, barely. You've yeah. been next to those for sure. But it is almost a miracle that it it, it, it could be really is. bad. And real, I've, I've heard, you know, if you put 11 aluminum ladders at certain intersections at, at 5.15 in the morning, it would shut the city down. Oh, totally. No, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a strange, precarious balance, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And we're set on the... Extra fast speed in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm really excited, though, that the city is getting more public transportation. That yeah. They're yeah. building more and more of these trains and, and all of that. Hopefully. No, that's good stuff. Culver yeah. City's definitely yeah. enjoying that. I know, I know. Or your offices are... What do you guys do all day? Do tell. <laughs> just sit around. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Talk about Bruce Lee. Go, wasn't Bruce Lee cool? <laughs> yeah, man, he was cool. He was cool. Good day of work. <laughs> nice, thanks. That's how it goes, right? Exactly, <laughs> That's it. So there's the um, podcast called. So you guys, yeah. that's as a new project. That's what's going on. But yeah. of course, the foundation, you guys do 10,000 other things. So We do. We have uh, many different facets going on. So there's the licensing uh-huh. business, which is, um, you know... Um, Licensing my father's name and likeness for different products, sure. shirts, posters, that kind of stuff. So that's one arm of it. There's um, we have a production entity, 
So uh, the podcast, I guess, technically falls under the entertainment and right. entity. But we also um, have the film and television projects. We recently um, uh, just got greenlit for a TV series with Cine- on Cinemax. What a, like what's the call going to be? It's called War the Warrior, uh-huh. and it's a, based on a treatment that my father wrote. Uh-huh. And I'm partnered with Justin Lin. Who did? Um, he directed the most recent Star, Star Trek, Trek film, movie, yeah. okay. and then he did. He was the one who really built up the Fast, Fast and, and Furious, Furious franchise. Right? Yeah, and um, he's a great guy. And um, this is based on you know the old uh, the old story about how my father was supposed to be the lead in Kung Fu, yeah, the TV series, of course, and then was not given it because he's Chinese. Even though the lead is a Chinese guy. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you're not going to have a Chinese guy play a Chinese guy. What, are you crazy or something? What's wrong with you? Exactly. Right. Um, um, and, but he also wrote the treatment uh-huh. for it. Um, and, and uh, you know, Warner Brothers um, said that they wrote it and he didn't, regardless of what the, the truth is there, my father did a lot of work. Sure on um, multiple drafts of treatments and we have notes and all of that and so we're going to make the show the way my father it's awesome brilliant when uh, is that just got going to lit now (laughs) it just got greenlit so we're actually right in the process of um, you know polishing up the uh, the uh, pilot script and doing location um, nice 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 do you um, is that kind of planned as a one-time thing like a 10 episode uh, or is it uh, whenever it can be multiple seasons yeah we could run be, with yeah it? we would love to have it be multiple seasons so beautiful yeah. i love to hear that that's great yeah. that's yeah. good stuff yeah. now, last time we chatted you were still wrestling the evil movie companies for control of everything has that been settled <laughs> or is that still an ongoing war that um there's somebody always... in botswana owns the rights to <laughs> Well, the movies that my father did are owned by uh, by other companies. Of course, we don't own any of those right. films. But his likeness. Um, but his likeness, and we control. And then, you know, my father wrote multiple treatments and even scripts yep. and things that never were made. Mm-hmm. And so we're working on getting those produced. That's um, beautiful. Love time. to hear that. Love and then to we hear have a that. couple of film projects in the works too that are more biographical in nature. About him, um, gotcha. And um, we just did a Bruce Lee comic book uh-huh. Sweet. and which is all ages so it's for kids and um, and that came out recently we're on a, uh, we're releasing issue number four at the end of this month nice and um, let's see and then we also have the foundation I'm gonna take notes because I want to see all this yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to ask you later about hey where do I yes, see the no, comic book I'll where send them I... to you I'll send them to beautiful. you beautiful um, we um, have the foundation, which is a nonprofit. It's a 501c3 mm-hmm. public charity, and we give out scholarships. This year, we had 1,300 applicants, <laughs> and we gave out, I think, seven. Right. <laughs> so that was a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> that's great, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and we and um, we've upped the awards on those over the last year, um, and we launched a program this year called Little Dragons, mm-hmm. which is a program to help um, provide access to martial arts instruction for kids who can't afford it. 
That's awesome. You know, we, we had actually, he's a friend of mine and we had him on not so few months ago on the podcast. There's a guy I love to hook you up with. Mm-hmm. He's um, in Auckland, interesting enough, which okay. is an important town for your family history. Yes. But um, he started this project called The Guardian that basically does exactly that. He's oh. completely free for kids who can't afford it. Uh-huh. And then adult memberships pay for the kids, basically. So, you know, you uh-huh. have... It works as a regular martial arts setup for those who can afford it, basically. And right. those who can't get paid, you know, the whole thing is designed. And I was right. like, that's a, you know, it's not a unique, like nobody ever thought of it kind of thing. Right. But at the same time, it's unique in the sense that there are not exactly many people doing that. Right. And it's, I love the fact that you are going there in the same direction. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you guys can trade notes and yeah. see uh, what works, what does, and some of that stuff. I'll, that I'll make sure to put you in touch because um, I've been up there a couple of times to see it and it looks great. It looks yeah. beautiful. The kids yeah. seem to love it. There have to be crazy people weekly coming by with some sort of idea how about the uh bruce lee garden shears yeah Uh, what's the craziest one you've ever um i don't know if i told you about this last time did i tell you about the coloring book no what's the coloring (laughs) book (laughs) so we had somebody submit to us this is a few many years ago now but um a bruce lee coloring book Uh and we thought that's not a bad idea sweet like it i like it like I'm already, I'm already yeah. reserving my copy, yeah, right? right. Yeah. You know, and so we were like, okay, yeah, let's check it out. Yeah. So this guy sent us his coloring book, and um, not only were the images in it not drawn all that well, uh-huh. I mean that's something that can be sure, right. yeah, yeah, that's fine, no big deal. But his idea of who Bruce Lee was and and was a little was off, a little huh? off, yeah, he had all these like violent scenes where there was like blood shooting out everywhere and right. Bruce Lee was like beating people up and right 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 where you're really, like like not Bruce Lee fashion like bully style <laughs> like more bully than style. yeah 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 exactly. <laughs> and getting like pushed around because he would he wore glasses and stuff and then he would just like beat the crap out of people you know uh, of people and stuff and we were like Oh, <laughs> you know, it's like, here is an address for therapy. My yeah. therapist is great. And it's it all fun yeah. he's pulling hearts out of chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We are it was like, like that. taking no. it a tiny bit far. Yeah. Yes. We are like, mm, well, not a bad idea, but we're going to pass. Right. <laughs> Thanks so much. Pushing it a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's. Yeah. I feel your pain there. Yeah. Yes. But it's a good idea. I like yeah, the no, coloring book. It's not book. a bad idea, actually. Yeah. So, the coloring um, book is cool. Yeah, it's something It's something to consider. But yeah, maybe when he's not ripping people's heart out, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. better. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe with somebody else. A little more mellow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. That's fun. All the red crayons are dust because they've been out. Yeah, yeah that's... Yeah. But that's awesome. It sounds like you have a lot on your plate. With, and again, it's at the same time, it's a lot on your plate, like a bad thing. A lot on your plate also, this is exciting stuff. These are good yeah, projects. Yeah, these, are, yeah, good these are excellent kind of things. Yeah, and we also have the one other facet we have is we've recently created a Bruce Lee tea. Mm-hmm. And oh, I remember that when uh, when we did the thing in Vegas. Uh, yeah, yeah. You guys had, uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I had the tea there. So that's a whole thing, but it's but it's based on my father's own um, tea habits. Right. And he used to drink tea throughout the day, and he would put supplements in his tea, mm-hmm. like ginseng and royal jelly and bee yep. pollen and that kind of stuff. And he would drink that throughout the day in addition to water when he was working out and stuff. And it would just sort of keep his energy levels really good. Of and, course. Um, throughout the day. So we thought, well, we should try and see if we can recreate this. And so we did. And it's called Bruce T. <laughs> I remember that. I, I remember seeing the sign and I was like, cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we launched it about a year ago and it did really well. People seem to really like it, but we've, you know, based on all of that initial data we got, we're making some changes. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be sort of relaunching it. Um, in a couple months. Cool. So that is a whole lot of work too. And I, I know, bet. I know a whole lot about the beverage industry and now like, I'm sure you know how to make bottles well. and caps yep. and labels. And all sorts That's of hilarious. Cause really what you're basically describing, you know, on one end there's this super creative work mm-hmm. on the other end is a very kind of strict manufacturing and very yeah. heavy business kind of thing. You have, yeah. You have to wear many different hats throughout the day yeah. to make well, it all. Well, and I'll tell you, it is definitely, it has definitely helped me to sort of zero in and focus because Sharon said to me, actually, when we were in the midst of like getting the tea and mm-hmm. learning about the manufacturing, and that, she said, see what your harebrained ideas spawn. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's big trouble. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, when I said out loud, like, you know what, we should make a tea based on this. Yeah. This would be great. Like, that moment was like a great moment and then the actual... Well, that's the problem is that, you know, in the, in the dream world of anybody who is <laughs> fond of having fun ideas mm-hmm. is yeah. I come up with the idea, I walk in the room, I tell you guys, get it done. <laughs> and you walk out and go to the beach and somebody else actually is the one who is taking care of... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that would be nice. That's, you know, unfortunately, it rarely works out that way. And no. it tends to be, then you have to do it. I think then I you have to... ad campaign for Bruce T. <laughs> what is it? Bruce T. Just add water. <laughs> that's how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but it's one of these things where now whenever anybody tells me, um, you know, I'm thinking about starting my own business, I always say, you sure you want to do I that? I know. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. One of, um, one of the guys who have been sponsoring us from day one is um, this man, Chris O'Dell. He makes mm-hmm. um, all this hemp gear. Mm-hmm. So everything. He, and he started out, you know, he had his own, a different kind of business. And he said, screw it. I don't enjoy this anymore. I want to do something that I feel actually good doing. Uh, right. I mean, and he started his whole um, company that's all based on hemp. It's all mainly backpacks and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And he was saying, yeah, the idea was fun. And, <laughs> you know, even the result eventually is fun. But right. the process of getting through when suddenly you have to become uh, a textile expert that is like, that's right. not what I ever, you know, I don't know anything about it. And you have to I start know. from day one to build that knowledge base yeah. in right. a field that eventually leads to a good vision to be manifested right. in reality. But to get to that point, it takes oh tremendous amount of... Uh, so much work. Yeah. And, the thousand know. steps you never think about. It's like, oh, well, yeah. this, is, this is a fabric, so it has to be UL listed and tested. So oh, yeah, of course. Then of course. Insurance, right, yeah. in case. Yep. It's just, 
Yeah, everything on the tea like has to be run by you know an FDA. FDA, of course. All that to make sure yeah. that we don't say anything on the label that isn't right. true or that's making false claims yeah. or that yeah. has yeah. the wrong you know stuff on it. And how do you pick a bottler out? What's that like? You ever yeah. done that before? <laughs> no. Someone's gonna run do you run of this stuff one night and it's gonna crank it out and who are these guys? Yeah, yeah. and then having to get into becoming into the sales of it. Of course. To convince people that this product is great. Yeah. Yeah. Driving a van around every convenience store in your neighborhood. Yep. Here's your 20 cases. We have a van. I saw the van. <laughs> I saw the van. It's bright yellow. I saw the bright yellow van. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a whole thing. And hiring people. And, yeah. I mean, marketing it, fundraising for yeah, it. Yeah, it's a bunch. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. So, Definitely. You know, I mean, you have to be really motivated really passionate of about it so that that passion can carry you through uh-huh. <laughs> all of the how many of you guys work there at the foundation um yeah so our numbers have grown because over the last year um we used to be about five or six and now we're up to 10 11 mm-hmm. people um but but some of those ads have been in things like we now finally have a full-time archivist mm-hmm. who is oh, nice. helping to organize sure. and um, properly store all of my dad's original materials yeah. and make it in uh, a way that is searchable yeah. and all that stuff because now you know like right now whenever anybody wants something or you know like we've lent artifacts to right. museums and stuff like that and they'll say oh do you have this one thing we're like uh yeah what are you Give talking about yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> well is there any thought of like a penultimate yeah. collection museum someday i mean yeah it could I mean, be awesome that has been one thing that we've been working for through the foundation uh for a long time what we've we started out with the grand plans of like, we're going to build this mm-hmm. big, awesome museum. And then when we found out like, A, that would cost like $50 million and we right. have to fundraise all that and all that. We thought, mm, okay, let's start a little smaller. Yes. <laughs> An awesome traveling we can, exhibit. Yeah, right. We can build up to that. Yeah. <laughs> But what we so what we've done is we have two exhibits going right now, one in Seattle mm-hmm. at the Wing Luke Museum, which in fact we ju- I was just there last weekend opening year three of that exhibit. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then we have an exhibit going in Hong Kong at the Hong Kong Heritage Museum. And so part of our plan is to create exhibits in different places. We had a year long exhibit at the um, California Hall of Fame Muse- the California Museum up mm-hmm. in Sacramento. Um, that's over now, but. Um, so there's that component. Then we are actually looking at the potential of having a small space of our own within another uh, museum, um, perhaps in a couple of years down the line. So we're playing with that. And then we're also now talking about doing an online component of the museum so cool. that that way it's the more virtual. accessible yeah. to yeah. everybody of course and they can you know there can be a research library for the writings yeah. and the books and all that and then if people want to see artifacts and things like that they can do you right. have a favorite artifact is there something that just near and dear to your heart that wow there are a number um it's we just loaned it used to be hanging in our office um we just loaned it to the wing luke museum in seattle for their exhibit but my father's uh, had this big um 
think it's like a corduroy material, um, caftan. Mm-hmm. He wore it in at home, but he also wore it in Enter the Dragon for mm-hmm. one of the scenes. Oh. And I just love like hippie Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> There were some really cool photos in that department, in the hippie Bruce department. Yeah, with his leather toes bundles and his, Uh you know, multitude of caftans. So we we loaned that one. So now we have up instead this other caftan, which isn't as long. It it probably comes mid-thigh. But um, it's like a rainbow Mm -hmm. pattern, like this crazy rainbow V-neck white caftan far out man yeah and so i was like we got to find a pair of pants to put with this so we <laughs> dug out some like rust colored right. bell bottoms to hang with them too <laughs> awesome brilliant that's cool that you guys have all this stuff yeah. available yeah. yeah 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 that's great it's yeah. funny some of those movies so capture the 70s so beautifully between Ooh. afros here and there and all that awesomeness and just yeah. really crystallizes i don't know i mean i we all have four decades on us, and my God, the 70s, it was either Muhammad Ali or Bruce Lee. That's all there was to it. Yeah. It was an insane, everybody was hitting themselves in the head with nunchucks and shit, trying to be awesome. <laughs> and it was yeah. just, just to have, you know, that that was your father and that sort of massive legend yeah. grew yeah. out of it. Yeah. I mean, even now when you think about of, it. You know, to honor that's got to be oh. a lot of pressure. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe pressure not to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no? totally. I think yeah. it's awesome that you can hand these things out to different museums so people can, you know, remember how awesome it was back then. Well, because I mean, in some ways, it's funny, but I really cannot think of one individual who's more famous. No. If you think and about, this was you know, worldwide. Uh, this exactly. Is, you told your Pre- cousin, and your cousin called yeah. your parent, and we said, oh my God, and it's, somebody got a VHS tape, oh my God, we're going to go see it. Yeah, I, I mean, cannot think of anybody. Like, who would be, who re- reach so many different audiences in so many different parts of the world? Yeah, it's like you're yeah. Elvis. You know, Muhammad even Ali. Elvis is like you get to places where you Nobody know in the village it. in Africa is like yeah. what you know it's like <laughs> but right. the odds are higher that in the village in Africa you would have somebody with said Bruce okay. Lee of course yeah. you know, in it's... fact we just found out that I believe it's in Uganda there's right. a Bruce Lee Kung Fu Club Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, no, no, like, no surprise there. Yeah. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's true. It's really crazy, the yep. reach. I mean, yeah. Everywhere, South America, Australia, Africa, Europe, I mean, every continent, everywhere. Well, that's what makes what you do possible. Because, I mean, in terms of the foundation, think about it. The foundation for just about any other figure from the entertainment from 40 years ago, Mm -hmm. they're not... Even if you were, it would be more of a national thing. It would work in one nation and it wouldn't work internationally. Mm-hmm. That's a rare case where people would be interested in seeing anything, really. You can yeah. throw... Yeah, and also the interesting thing, too, and I talk about this all the time, is that I feel like my father's energy is still very much alive mm-hmm. and that he continues to be relevant today because of his philosophy, mm-hmm. because of the way he lived his life, you know, and... Um, he's continuing to inspire people and motivate people and help people through hard times Mm -hmm. and all of that because of the depth of the self-cultivation that he did and and the fact that he left it all behind for us, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when you have other celebrities that have aged up and passed away, you know, there's this nostalgic sense of 
love for them. And then, at, but then as generations go on, you know, there, there are kids today who are like, who's Clark Gable? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know of course, I mean? of course. And, and, but Bruce Lee, for whatever reason, they continue to find yep. him. They continue to, you know. It's just this legendary imagery, you know, like, like, like a Che Guevara almost. It's like that sort of level of images. Right, and I think the difference being that in like the Che Guevara kind of idea, where the eye, the image yeah. is like everybody recognizes it, but then like half of the people are not really gonna know what the hell happened no, in the guy's just, life. Uh, they don't they care. Nice There's no. I think yeah, totally. I mean, it, that's how it is, right? The guy like if you ask like eighty-five percent of the people who sport Che Guevara shirt, what he was about, it was like. The stuff he revolutionary guy you know it's like the in the bruce lee camp you got a lot more people who are really heavily passionate where they actually know their stuff they have read the books they have watched the movies they have done you know they've done their homework yeah. more so than uh, so you, you're absolutely right there is that icon element yeah but there's also the substance behind it oh, yeah. in a way that it's pretty wild it is wild yeah. yeah it's interesting too to think about like the world that he went into and the world that you also played with because i mean the whole where we live you know all of this stuff is based on hollywood culture mm -hmm. right we live in a place that was actually one of my reasons for coming to la it wasn't because i was thinking i want to be it was more like you want to do a green hornet remake that, that's what it was <laughs> no i mean it was the the fact that to me la is the capital of the world in the sense that the fact that and primarily we're talking hollywood the fact that everybody throughout the world consumes hollywood movies there's really not too many other things that are consumed worldwide to that same level mm -hmm. so in terms of a shared culture this is the place that mm -hmm. kind of sets things in motion that will be going everywhere else and yet at the same time that industry like most industries, so we're not singling out, but still that industry, there's so much stuff about it that sucks. That's yeah. terrible. That, I mean, even the things that he had to deal with were atrocious and it would be nice to think that times have changed dramatically and they haven't. Yeah, it, no. They're still ridiculous. Sometimes the exact same crap is going on. Yep. And uh, he had that experience. You had that experience. Mm -hmm. What's your, what are your feelings about the whole world, about the, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not asking you to burn bridges here, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, cause obviously again, it's not a simple, I'm not asking you a simple question. Cause of course it's not like, Oh, Hollywood is evil or Hollywood is, it's a mixed bag inevitably because there are great opportunities and stuff. That's amazing. Even some of the projects you're working on right now. Mm -hmm. It's thanks yeah. to that world that exists, but it, to get anything done in that world is, it's like walking into Alice in Wonderland, right? Where yeah. you are with the Mad Hatter and you have to convince the Mad Hatter that the project will see the light and you have everything down, but there's no rhyme or reason to the way the feedback you get half of the no, time. It's so challenging because, um, you know, people want to think of Hollywood as this artistic uh -huh. in industry, right? And that films are art. But no, they're commodities. <laughs> right. Bad news, everybody. The accountants took over this place a long but time ago. It's like you have to get through this crazy force field of capitalism mm -hmm. in order to get anything done, and um, and it sucks. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I'm in the industry now on more of the producer side of things rather than acting. Um, 
primarily out of necessity. I feel mm-hmm. like it's a really important piece of what we do that we want to continue to have there be media projects yeah. out there yeah. for my father in order to continue to introduce him to new generations who um, maybe haven't seen the movies from 40 years ago. And um, and I don't really enjoy it. Right. <laughs> yeah. there, there are parts that I enjoy. Sure. Like once something kind of gets a little traction or gets going yeah. and there are really wonderful people you do meet and sure. that you work with, but... Um, they're hard to find um everybody a lot not everybody but a lot of people are really um in it for you know um themselves making a name for themselves or yeah (laughs) and everybody gets really turned on by the idea of bruce lee they hear sure of course and they go oh yes great yes yeah i'm thirsty for tea right now but the man (laughs) Have I told you about my, you know, my uh, garden chair? <laughs> but the problem is, um, they'd see it as a commodity. They yeah. see, they see, hear the words Bruce Lee and they think dollar signs. And of course. They think, oh, global fan base. Yeah. Excellent. Let's go for this. And they don't want to take the time to really create a project that is in line with the legacy. Yeah. They just want to put the name on it. Yeah. Right. And so um, we're constantly batting, battling with people who are trying to do that. And then as well, um, get our own projects going. And a lot of people have said to me, oh, like, how come it's taken so long for you to have projects out in the yeah. in the world? Because honestly, I mean, other than a couple documentaries, we really haven't Right. Had any projects, big projects that have come out yet? Um, we're working on them. But, right. Um, but that's because we want to do it right. Yeah, and exactly. We want to do it with the right people. Yep. We want to do it well, and we want to do it in a way that I could say Bruce Lee would be proud yep. of this, or at least we really tried to make it something yep. that Bruce Lee would be proud of. Because of course, you never know how it's going to turn out. Sure, sure, sure. But but um, it's really challenging, and it's really challenging. For to find people who are willing to walk down that path with you. Totally. Because as a rights holder, what everybody wants to do with me is say, just, we'll pay you some money, you give us the rights, we'll go source. make our project. Yeah, and it's like, no, 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 like, you did no. not understand how this game works. <laughs> <laughs> and That's... it's not about, like, the vanity of wanting to be a producer or any of that, no. but it's like... It's control over the message yeah totally over their shoulder to see what they're doing because otherwise you get films no in um, that sense i mean yours should be the ultimate word at the end of the day somebody say oh i want to play with it and we are in business together that's one thing but ultimately it got to be your word at the end on the content because the content you're not selling a name you are so yeah absolutely yeah and it's really tough because i'm not a seasoned producer so a lot of times they're like well we don't need you you're not really a producer and i'm like well i do have teams (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) then guess what yeah i'm gonna do the project exactly so i've had to turn down a lot of projects of course or they start to walk we start to walk down the road and and then you realize, you know, they don't really want to listen to you or they yeah. don't really, they just want to do what they want to do. And so we've had to say no. Of course. And so that's why it's taken a really long time. 
<laughs> no, but exactly that makes sense. How Bruce Lee versus the space zombies felt. Right. It looked like gold. <laughs> international. Do you know what you talk about that Justin Lin man? His movies do three times international what they do here. Right. It's gonna be a monster. Yeah. Oh, no. I man. mean, it's yeah, it's tricky, man. No, because yeah, you're you have that. But by the way, I wouldn't mind Bruce Lee against the space zombies. That would be fun. That would be really fun. That's the other thing. I'm not. I'm not opposed to having fun. No, no, exactly, exactly. But it's uh, in fact sometimes people get caught up in being too serious about it, and I'm like, part of the brilliance of Bruce Lee is that you have all this awesome philosophy and all this whatever wrapped up in this ass kicking awesome entertainment. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) No, no, exactly. And you need both and. No, but I, I completely, it makes sense because in, you are in a situation where everybody wants something you have, mm-hmm. and, but more often than not, they want it for the wrong reasons. And mm-hmm. so it's a delicate. That word, so the thing that's funny about it to me is that it makes me miss, like I, sports seems suddenly 10 times more attractive mm-hmm. because in sports, you know, if you end up shooting that ball through the hoop enough times, you will, cl- you know, nobody can tell you no too many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some objective standards that you can't argue with. Mm-hmm. That word is a subjective word because there is no way to prove that this project is objectively better than the other. You know, it's not a fight where, again, it would be nice to have the UFC of Hollywood projects where you can get <laughs> your screenplay and this guy's screenplay go in the cage and we right. see who comes up on You're top. Down. It's a completely subjective process where the person who has the power to greenlit a project or not, half of the time they don't know what they are doing. Mm-hmm. They, depending on what mood they woke up in that morning, the answer can change radically. Mm-hmm. And you get these completely weird contradictory messages that leave you in a play like it's i mean that word is kind of like it's trying to figure out how to say no to 99 percent of things but then they remember that eventually they have to say yes to something <laughs> and they'll that one you know let's jump into <laughs> which is why you see i mean it's not right pathetic what you see today where like every other project that is a re- is a remake mm-hmm. even remakes of things that weren't even that great 20 yeah. years ago you're like really you're make that was a bad movie the first time you're making a remake of that now it's like <laughs> What are we even, and I think that a lot of it goes back to that fear of um, doing something, you know, going out there and uh, doing something new. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Mm-hmm. And then you got that double standard, you know, it's like, if it's already done, then we don't want it because it's too much already done. But if it hasn't been done, then we don't want it because it's too scary and new. And yeah, it's like... no, it's this crazy... It, 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 and again, it's because it's a business and it, it makes me think a lot of my father's philosophies in the sense that, you know, he's he always said, like, it's really hard to walk your own path because that you have not, you have nobody else telling you whether you're doing yep. it right or not, you know? And so I think Hollywood a lot of times they don't want to, um, it, well, it was interesting. I, we went through this process at one point where we were, um, trying to get a project going and we had, and it was an original project and we had a bunch of, um, writers come and give us pitches and, and we were like, wow, why aren't we getting, you know, like a lot of writers wanting to do this. And, and we found out everybody was like, well, everybody loves Bruce Lee. They want to write a Bruce Lee project, but they don't want to have to come up with it from scratch. That takes 
a lot of effort, it's a lot easier to um, adapt a book, adapt a movie that's already been made, right. adapt takes less time, you get paid a lot more quickly, you know, it doesn't require a lot of effort on, right. you know, the person to come up with an original idea that may or may not work, and I'm just like, oh my god, are you kidding? <laughs> That, I'm sorry, you're not a writer. You're a fan. You want to watch an existing movie that, and put your name on it. That's like, you want to say, I wrote Enter the Dragon. You're yeah. not trying to come out. That's pathetic. You know, and not to rag on writers because there are a lot of great writers out there making sure. original pieces. But it just, when you get down to the who's available, who wants to do this quickly, um, you know, they're, they're yeah. working. They want to make money. They sure. want to spend a year developing something. Sure. They don't know whether it's going to go or not. So I get it yeah, on, of course. On, that one side, on that side of things. But at the same time, I don't know. You know, it's it's kind of a crazy balance. Well, it's what it leads is. to a fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> right. For real. I like the first. By yeah. the second, I was bored. By, and and yeah. beyond that. Yeah, yeah. No, no they're... It's the executives are spineless when it comes yeah. to trying something new. This was a terrible summer for movies, I thought. There wasn't yeah. a bunch of great stuff at all. It was all I mean, in general, movies. Vast disappointment. Mm. Used to be exciting in the summer. Yeah. And now it's just, whoa, nine more comic book movies. It's like... Yeah. I know, I don't give a crap about one. I just, none <laughs> of them. Like, movies, it's funny because, I mean, so much of the creativity has shifted to TV where mm-hmm. rarely you get great movies. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you can get some great TV series. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But movies are just... It's because they're, you know, they're based on the lowest common denominator sometimes. Yeah. I mean, focus groups. Can you imagine actually getting one of these massive $200 million movies done? Right. You're not doing art at that point. You're going, well, the people in Dubuque didn't really like that in one part, so that's got to go. Yeah. It's got to go and change. And they don't give a shit. Yeah. It's just so that... Yeah, mo- yeah, movies are going down big time. It's TV has gone up. I mean, compared to 20 years ago, TV sucked. Now yeah. it's improving dramatically. Well, you, wait, you wait for Bruce Lee versus the Space Vampire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm all for that. Orion Nebula, Outpost 7. Yeah. Bruce awakes from his cryogenic freeze. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the... I don't know if you saw it. There was a... I think it was a two-minute... It doesn't exist. It pretends to be a preview for a movie that doesn't exist. It was something about... Uh, Mongolian hordes in the 1300s and uh, Genghis Khan seen uh, looking at the moon and he's like through a telescope and he's like what's the use of looking at this if you cannot conquer it and next thing you see is the Neil Armstrong arriving on the moon and Genghis Khan kicking his ass and it was just hilarious he was like <laughs> Genghis Khan conquered the moon it was brilliant see? It was, yeah. well yeah. that's why you, I mean you get these movies like Pride and Prejudice and Vampire yeah yeah yeah, yeah right like. yeah yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah. right that's funny I can live with that yes yeah. no definitely yeah no um, you know and I'm a fan of of comics and of yeah. all those things so i'm I, I go and see not all of them but a lot of those movies because they're they're fun and right. some of them are done well but yeah tv is really where the renaissance is, yeah. is oh, happening yeah. and especially now that you have netflix oh, and yeah. amazon oh, yeah. and all of these totally. other distribution yeah. uh, ways i'm hooked on atlanta have you seen that mm-hmm. it's um childish gambino has written this entire thing about him and his friends trying to make it in the hip-hop world in Atlanta. Oh. And it is tasty and super fun. Oh, I've not right. seen it. Yeah. Huh. I'm noticing that one of, again, this has to do with my mental instability, but one of the common patterns I notice in every other 
TV series I watch is that somebody need to be wielding some serious axe. It's about sword and axes. If, if it's not Vikings or Game of Thrones, even The Walking Dead, at least you have some good machetes in there. <laughs> Somehow I, I, I miss... Uh, I'm like, yeah, this is nice, but why am I watching it again? <laughs> I may have to revoke your recommendation for Atlanta. I don't, not nearly enough. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and I'm not proud of it. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying, let's be real. That's where I'm at. It's your personal preference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're, we're recording this under a Frank Frazetta, Conan the Barbarian poster, so yes. The... I used to love to read Conan, the comic book. This is, this is my daughter's bedtime stories. Oh, Our... wow, the savage sword of Conan. That's right. As she loves the comic books, and I have to adapt them a tiny bit. Occasionally, you're paraphrasing a bit and <laughs> tweaking it a little, but... Yeah. No, I used to read these all the time. My my brother was really into comic books, right. and they were always lying around the house. And in the seventies, you know, when he had like five channels of TV, yeah, <laughs> right. else to do. We used to do this thing called reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to pick them up and read them all of the course. time. And Conan was one of my favorites. Conan is yeah. glorious. Yeah. Conan just says like, ah, makes me happy. <laughs> As, uh, we had, uh, I mentioned it. I think maybe the last episode or something we had. Uh, somebody went up to my daughter because they saw they thought she had a crucifix on, oh. and she and so they were trying to tell her about Jesus. And she oh. clarified, "This is a miniature version of Conan's sword." And so, try to tell the, she responded by telling them about Chrome. <laughs> 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 nice. It All was right. good stuff. But yeah, that's good stuff. I find it funny too with kids because it's like you figure, oh, you know, Betty Conan, you know, it's pretty violent and hardcore. Is uh, bad for kids. That part doesn't bother her at all. Mm -hmm. She's bothered by more, like, she does not want to see good people suffer. Yes. You know, so Game of Thrones would be out. That's, <laughs> it's, yeah. That would be a problem, you know. Yeah. Uh, she does not, she's troubled by uh, when she doesn't know how to feel about a character. So she can watch, you know, all of Lord of the Rings and, you know, heads flying. That doesn't bother her even a tiny bit. But like Gollum, where he's like, he's good, he's bad, he's, you care for him. No, you hate him. You That messes with her head and she doesn't really like it because yeah. she doesn't know whether to open up the door to empathy where he's like, I care for this character versus, oh, I don't care, I don't want to. That is the stuff that disturbs her. Yeah. The standard Conan uh, doesn't bother her a bit. Yeah. It's just, of course, you know. Well, that's and so, good. You know, I mean, it's the same with my daughter. She gets upset when bad things happen to good people, yep. in the, which they invariably do. I mean, in the mo in movies yeah. and stories, because that's part of the conflict, right? Right. So it took her a long time to sort of. You know, and even still, I mean, she doesn't like scary movies, mm -hmm. you know, like horror sure. type stuff, which is fine. I don't really either. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but she um, has the same thing, yep. you know, it's it, it's it gets scary for her because, you know, it sort of messes with your sense of world order and yep. how things should be. You're invested. You want yeah. things to. That, but that's the problem. That's one of the weird things of how our brains are wired. Mm. That somehow you would be interesting if you could tell a great story, if you could make a great movie about a completely a completely peaceful scenario where there's no conflict. Mm -hmm. 
but every story is built on conflict. Every story is built on the obstacle that prevents something from happening and you have to, even if it's a completely non-violent movie where the conflict is not a violent one, it can be a romantic comedy, it's still built on conflict. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. still built on the yeah. something that doesn't go the way you want it and you have to figure out. It's interesting that the human brain is wired to be addicted to that. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, I am too, right? It's yeah. But, Oh, it would be sweet to conceive of a world in which we are equally entertained and equally intrigued on stories that are based on things going well. Period. <laughs> Not only at the end, but even throughout, yeah. where it's like happy and good and yeah. sweet without con- where instead the entire we are crazy monkeys who feed on conflict, you yeah. know, and that's the... Well, it's funny because I've had a number of people tell me that they find telling my father's story really challenging mm-hmm. because even though he had conflict in his life, he had a lot of obstacles he had to yeah. work around, he had such a mindset of just keep moving forward yeah. and finding the way and, you know, and he was right. so successful. They're always like, well, but, but what was the like original conflict that motivated him? Right. Did he have a horrible relationship with his father? Did he have yeah. a, what was the thing that was pushing him? And, and I just, and, and they're like, we have to like almost make something up yeah. so that people can understand and relate. And it's like, well, Maybe what they need to relate to is the idea that that you can just like be self motivated yeah. and like and want to harness your own energy and create something in the world as opposed to it having to be from a place of conflict all the time. You know, it's funny I notice it because there's stuff that I say today that is no different from uh, core principles that I felt strongly twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. But if I said it twenty years ago people would be like, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Whereas if you have gone through some major shit, suddenly it's like, oh, now you have the right, now we can listen to you. And it's like, (laughs) it's the same stuff. I'm not saying anything different, but somehow one is like, now it's credible before it was just words. It's like, it's just words. Now it's been tested. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, (laughs) and I get it, you know, there's a part of me that understand it, that sure it's easier to throw out words, but at the same time, if the principle is good, the principle is good regardless of right. the experience of the person bringing it forward yeah the um, yeah. it's tricky that way definitely but yeah. <laughs> speaking of conflict what's your thing on um how involved or, or more than involved how interested are you in the martial art world versus um whether in just taking a look at what's out there, seeing the direction. I mean, obviously, like the last uh, 20 years, everything has changed with MMA and the UFC and stuff. And so we've seen the world of traditional martial arts kind of take a nosedive and uh, has been replaced with primarily combat sports and stuff that's tied to MMA and the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, how much or how little do you care uh, what's your, um, you know, I, I always have a interesting relationship with martial arts because, um, I, um, I did, you know, obviously because my father's Bruce Lee is like the greatest martial artist of all time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, I also have trained in martial arts for a number of years, not as much recently. Sure. Um, I've, I've, you know, been in a lot of martial arts studios and trained. I've 
done it for film and mm-hmm. television. So I have a lot of different experience with it in different facets. I've been to many UFC matches and um, and uh, know Dana White and all those people. Um, although I haven't uh, now been to, to many UFC matches in a while. Um, my relationship with martial arts is an interesting one. I think I think it's... Um, I really hate to see the traditional arts going downhill and being mm-hmm. lost. I think there's so much value to them in particular because that seems to be more of the place where you get some of the ph- like philosophy sure. and the idea of, you know, um, a greater picture of the world in a way. Um, I understand why the rise of MMA and in, in particular because of the rise of the UFC as of course. a major sport. Um, but that's really all about just fighting and, and, while some of the individual players may have yeah, life philosophies, absolutely not sure at an individual do. level, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it's the difference between the big picture versus the right. Yeah. So you know, I really I really hope to encourage kids like we talked about through the foundation to tr- train in martial arts and in particular in in a variety you mm-hmm. know of styles, whatever style suits them. Sure. Because there's so many. Oh yeah. You know from. Totally all different parts of the world um and also wanting really to instill the philosophy back into the martial arts i mean part of our little dragons program too is about trying to um give kids a dose of bruce lee's philosophies and his philosophies with you know nature Mm -hmm. and water and all that as applied to the body and movement and the world around you and all that and so um you know, I have that relationship. When it comes to something like Jeet Kune Do, I have a real, um, I have a real love for what my father was trying to do. Um, I've trained in it myself. Um, but the community at large, like, I don't want to be their referee. <laughs> yeah, because there are you're in the middle of all these yeah. personalities, random fights. Jekondo is this. No, shut up. Jekondo is that. And it's yeah. like, oh god. You yeah, know, there like... there is also. I think it's 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 going to be the case when you have something that involves combat, that sure. involves fighting, and that you have some people who are just of the combative mindset and and so you know they are challenging each other to death matches and stuff but you know it's like we could be talking about flower arrangements and the human mind somehow still work that same way so it's kind of like no it's about the purple flowers what are you talking about you are an idiot you don't know you know they may not have the means to actually you know they challenge each other as slapping each other with a flower but that's about (laughs) but in terms of what's behind it is the same yeah yeah no you have that conflict in any industry i would imagine people sure. who think they do it better than yeah. the other person and all of that i try to stay away from that part of it of course so that seems I, wise. I don't yeah i don't i don't have a and you know people want me to step in and referee sure. kd um they want my mom to do it in particular um and we have tried at times to bring the community together yeah. and it just never works yeah. um and it's really a shame because i feel like um, 
there's room for everybody to do what they do and without criticizing one another. I I don't understand the need to put somebody else down in order for your own thing to be valid. I mean, I, (laughs) I understand it on a human (laughs) level, but, but it doesn't really make any sense. You know, I think that was one of the brilliant things about my father was that he could, you know, do whatever he did and people were still doing their thing on the side. And he might say, well, I feel like it's better this way, which would anger people. But then, you know, he just sort of, that's it. You know, like, it obviously got challenged a lot and that kind of stuff, but he tried not to. Yeah, but the balance there in what he was doing, there was that 10 to 20% of criticism of an existing thing, which inevitably you kind of have to do when you're proposing something new. Right. But the emphasis being on what you create, not what you're criticizing. Yes. And... You know, inevitably you're going to criticize something when you propose something new. But how you do it, whether it's like, okay, now that we got it out of our system, this is how, but let's focus on the good stuff, on what I'm proposing, not what I'm going against. And half of the time, that's the problem that, you know, we see, even like if you go on Facebook or something or just internet discussion, like the overwhelming majority of stuff is how somebody else sucks. Yeah. And it's like, you may even be right. You may be right in every single thing you said and still who cares? Because it's like, what's the alternative? Right. What are you showing me instead? What's the good stuff? I, I get what the bad stuff is. Right. Maybe you're even right, but so what? You know, where's the... And I don't know if maybe it's just insecurity where yeah. it's just, it's so much easier to point the finger at something that doesn't work compared to actually creating something that does work. Yeah. Um, that would be my feeling. I don't know. Do you read it as primarily an issue of insecurity or? Yeah, I think that um, it's it's easier to, in some ways, it's this notion of entrepreneurialism almost, you know, in the sense that it's really hard to put all your effort into the creation of something positive and something unique and feed that and try to spread that Mm -hmm. and get that out um, in an entrepreneurial sort of uh, 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 way as opposed to it's a lot easier to just go like, oh, no, look at everything else and go, oh, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. But then all of your energy is going towards negativity and it's so draining and it's enraging. I mean, you spend your life being pissed off all the time mm-hmm. as opposed and then that is the energy you're putting into the world it's good to find something good in something <laughs> yeah no and Why it's waste the just time? Leave even it if you alone, don't like it you know? shut up about it or you don't like it well, nobody cares that you don't like it just shut up <laughs> or maybe find something that's okay yeah, you know there i do moments. like Bellelli's purple flowers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right even though we got to hear about it Dave. <laughs> right they are lovely yeah, you know, I mean, it's really true that, um, um, you know, my that was one of the things that I think was really great about my father, I said before, is that he, there, it's true that you sometimes get challenged. Sure, yeah. When you, and, and in those moments, you really have to decide what your response is going to be. Yep. And sometimes you have to take up the challenge. Sure. Sometimes you do. But most of the time, like 98% of the time, you don't. You can just leave that yep. be and you can concentrate on yourself. That That's the thing. And I think, in fact, is 
I don't want this to come across as we are like sitting up on the pedestal going, oh, look at those stupid people who criticize, because that becomes yeah. the same thing, right? We're criticizing right. those who criticize. Right, right, right. It's not that at all, because in some way, it's also a reminder for ourselves. It's not like how other people are. De- I mean, I do the same stuff, right? It's, yeah, sure. It happens so often where I end up finding myself that I'm putting way too much energy into being critical of stuff rather than creating things. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when you do it, when you're saying it, you feel very right and self-righteous because if you like, I'm damn right about this. You know, I'm, this is, I'm look at this. World out here, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm doing <laughs> it for the see? greater good. Damn. And, but then you stop yourself and you're like, and yet again, what I've done here is just a bitch about, you know, it's like, come on, man. It's like, it's, so often we get stuck into right or wrong. Yeah. And right or wrong doesn't really mean shit at the end of the day unless you create something beautiful. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, I, being right doesn't really matter if mm-hmm. you are putting your energy into the wrong situation. It's kind of like in discussions, you know, like oh, a lot of times in a discussion with somebody you like, not somebody you want to pummel into submission. You don't want the discussion to be I'm right, you're wrong, because mm-hmm. then uh, any kind of good relationship is not a zero-sum game where it's like somebody has to win, somebody you want everybody to walk away from it feeling good. Right. And so that becomes the challenge instead. Rather than establishing how right you are mm-hmm. is... Who the hell cares who's right, who's wrong? Where do we go from here? How do we make it good so that you are happy and I'm happy and we create something that... And in some ways, it really goes back to the very beginning of our conversation Mm -hmm. about how you spend your time, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's the same as how do you spend your energy. Like if you find that you're just, you know, because it takes a lot, it, it uses up a lot of your energy in a way that at the end of it, you don't feel good if you're constantly criticizing and mm-hmm. telling people they're doing stuff wrong, as opposed to the nourishment of, of putting it towards positivity Absolutely. and creation. And like you said, making something beautiful or living your life in the way that feels right to you. You know I mean? So at the end of the day, it's part of the balance of, of all of that. And stop looking for bad in everything. There right. are yeah. occasional moments. I had almost a pristine moment. I wish I could have had it photographed. It was the 118 going on to the five during rush hour where everybody merged appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked like a zipper. Every, you know, it was just, I was like, I can't believe everybody's done so well. I just pulled them over and crept. Thank you, everybody. I can't believe. It was like ballet. And uh, right. those moments are like, uh, yeah. quit bitching, everybody. Appreciate it. Because especially in this season we're having right now mm. where I'm, tried to find all this fear that supposedly the people in the United States are oppressed by. And there are bad moments and there are bad situations, but there's a lot of happy people at the beach right now. There's a lot of happy people shopping and going to picnics and going to parties and watching. We're not a fearful society. And for them to paint it that way. Yeah, I mean, and it goes back to what we were saying, right? The stuff about conflict, the fact that if the human mind is so focused on conflict, you know, you have a TV news network, 
you want to do something that's drama, conflict, problem, because that will attract attention. Yeah. Whereas talking about the happy people at the beach or mm-hmm. isn't today is a wonderful day is not going to get the ratings. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, <laughs> and so then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because you focus on the kind of grittier, weirder parts of human life, which then reinforce the perception that that how things are Everywhere. and in turn influence yep. it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's... Uh, well, and you have to have a belief, too, that by putting something positive out, that that will as heavily influence over time mm-hmm. as the fear monger. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that if we all just started to put our energy that way, that over time, you know... It changes. Other, it will yep. change. It will blossom. Yeah, yeah. On the note of what we're saying about the focus on the positive... I started today my official new habits that I'm trying. It worked well for the first day. I'm going to try. I wake up in uh, in my room. There's this uh, poster of... Um, uh, we, we made a T-shirt with the guy I was mentioning, the EQ Sojourn. And uh, so the, the first thing I see when I wake up is I see this scroll with uh, EQ. And one of his lines that I love, it's not on the scroll, but the image brings it back. There's that line of his that say, throw me into hell and I'll find a way to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I love it, right? Because it's not denying the fact that life can be rough. It's not denying the fact that there are a million bad things out there. Mm-hmm. Is There's none of that. It's about, sure, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. My job is to figure out how to make it good anyway, mm-hmm. how to find something awesome anyway in the worst case scenario. And of course, that's way easier said than done. But that's a hell of a good attitude in terms of what we are saying, right? Focus on the positive. Focus on let's put, I can put my energy in a bunch of different ways. How about I put it in how I can make the next moment a happier one for myself and for everyone else I run into. And I find like if I can do that every morning, just first thing I do, open my eyes, see that, give myself 30 seconds to dwell on that thought. Mm -hmm. I think that can make my days better yeah. that can be and it doesn't have to be a seat cross-legged for 45 minutes <laughs> without making a sound it can be just 30 seconds in bed as soon as you open your eyes you it's know ju- it's about framing yeah right like yeah. you're just taking a moment to to put your yourself in the frame of mind of positivity yeah, yeah that's yeah. it that's not a bad way to go about life no <laughs> yeah. let's do that i like it Anything else, Shannon, you want to throw out there? I mean, so podcast, you guys check it out. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Bruce Lee Podcast, right? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, The Bruce iTunes, Lee Podcast. SoundCloud, Stitcher. All, all the good stuff. stuff. Yeah. As mm-hmm. If you cannot find it, there are some serious, the gods of Google hate you because it <laughs> should be pretty easy. You know, it's, it should not be difficult to find. Right. Um, yeah. Other things that you want people to know about right now? Gosh, um, you know, we have so many things we're working on, so many things that um, are coming uh, soon and or in the works now or all that. I guess I would just say um, right now through the Bruce Lee Foundation, we're doing something called the Walk On Challenge. And it's, it's basically like um, on October 22nd, we're just asking people to go out and commit to doing something 
that is toward bettering their lives. Like if they want to say, I'm going to go out and, you know, run mm-hmm. a mile or I'm going to yeah. meditate for 45 minutes or whatever it is. So we have this sort of social campaign. There's a fundraising component to it as well, but it's really about um, just the awareness of, and almost like what we've been talking about, putting your mind towards something positive mm-hmm. or towards something you want to bring into your life yeah. more. Um, so if people are interested in that, they can check that out. That's at brucelyfoundation.org. And then, you know, just uh, stay tuned. There's lots more. <laughs> Particularly Bruce T. Yes, yes. Yeah. Bruce T. <laughs> just add water. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. No, so that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Shannon. Um, Thank you. Yeah, man. I'm uh, waiting to check. I checked out the first couple of episodes on the podcast. I'm behind, so I need to catch okay, up on okay. some of the... I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm excited for my next three million hours on the freeway yeah. uh, your voice will be my companion there so i will yeah the one we just released this week uh we had my mom on oh nice so telling some nice, stories nice, with nice. Her. so that's so beautiful that's and we want to have you on too. let's do that you, you guys will be my ears in the next few days as i catch up on all the episodes thank yeah. you so much thank you it's been a lot of fun sweet one thing that's the end of another fine episode of the drunken house podcast that was a nice conversation always now pressure being the daughter of a legend nah that's the she seems to be handling it well though. i know i feel bad for my daughter in fact i'm thinking about oh. when i think of shannon and the pressure she has been under i think about my daughter and the kind of stuff she left to deal with as is is rough it's it really similar, is rough. Isn't it? yeah it's basically identical the, um, in fact, that's why I think I need Isabella to talk to Shannon more to learn about how to properly handle such pressures. Because that's, that's not be a bad necessary. idea to get yourself put in order early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys can help us out, that would be sweet. That means using our Amazon link. If you're shopping on Amazon anyway, please. And the thing is, it's easy. Just use it once, bookmark it, and then every time you go on Amazon, it's right there. So it's ready, set, made. Um, that would be sweet. Donations are always appreciated. And speaking of which, let's give some thanks. We haven't done donations in a long time, so there may be a longer list than usual. Let's thank these nice folks. Let the pottering begin. And with by thank, I mean screw up their names by with my horrible English pronunciation. So we got uh, Lisa Robles, Jonathan. I have no idea how to pronounce your last name. And you have been donated twice in the same time frame, but last name F-A-U-X. I won't even try. Sorry, man. Jonathan. I like Jonathan. That's the Chris Talent, David Peterson. Seba- uh, French name. I struggle with it. Sebastian. And I'm going to take a random guess. Mango. No idea. Mango. Yeah, I'll call you. Sorry, man. That's I'll call you Mango. But yeah, that's. We are the French Mango. Okay. I don't know. There's something horrible. Shannon, how do we pronounce that? Mean what? I have no idea. No idea. Sorry, man. Again, <laughs> uh, that's what you get for donating. That's probably why more people don't donate. Is because we actually read the names and we do bad things to them. But I we think got that's the best part. Lila Abugeda, uh, John Tortorici, Alexander Enskat, Matt Shebret, that's a random guess, Timo Koske, Randall Ball, 
Federico Rossi. Oh, God damn it. Finally, an Italian name that I can pronounce. Nice. Federico Rossi. How much better than that does it get? David Peterson, Jonathan Waterloo, Stephen McKee, Alexander Kuzner, Maurizio Mezzatesta. Again, the Italian corner is good. Aaron, uh, Aaron McLaughlin, Mark Moore, and Andrew Capor. Maybe. They may be your last name. I'm not sure. That was quite a list. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Very, very, very sweet. Hey, on the Akiva tip, $62,000 in loans from you kind folks. Adorable. To help people get a cow, get a well dug. It's an amazing thing. Akiva.org, please keep going. We've made, we've got more donations towards loans this you know, I guess the year is about over, but it's almost double the last year and it just keeps growing and growing. Put $25 in, you get it back within 18 months and then you can just give it over and over and over again and help some people out. It's amazing. So join on. There's almost 200 members in the Drunken Dow, Team Drunken Dow. It's kiva.org. Join in, give a little money, make you feel better. Beautiful. Thank you to Desi House for the music. Oh, they got a new um, record, by the way. I haven't checked it out. Yeah, yeah, I it's shall. excellent. It's an excellent track. I think I have the name. Languages by Daisy House now available. The no, kind folks that give us our awesome theme music is uh, go get you two dollars together and go to Bandcamp and buy that single from these fine folks. Why not? Cora uh, Cow Chocolate. It's an, uh, one of our affiliates. So if you're in the mood to try some fancy chocolates, check them out. They are in the episode notes. Uh, my audiobook, Taoist lecture series, all of that stuff, it's up there. Um, I kind of want to shut up now, so I'll cut it short. Oh, but not before, give one last thank you to the sweet folks at Shaman's Simple Solutions. They've sent me some of their stuff. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to put the link in the episode notes so you can check it out. Salves, creams, great stuff. Check them out. Good things. Having said that, I want to go enjoy this beautiful sunny Sunday. Yeah. So let's go eat something and uh, take care of business. Thank you. Bye. And so ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Taoist Podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as soon as they come out. You can keep track of Daniel at dbolelli. That's D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. And you can find me on Twitter at Richimon1. That's R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N, the numeral one. See y'all soon. Maybe I don't want to hear this. No, you don't. <laughs> in questo caso, in questo caso, le providenza di Dio. Duncan showed you the way, huh? Eh? Oh man, isn't that scary to think? Nice. So don't kill people, do that instead. I have nothing against chicken other than the fact that they are ugly and weird and strange. <laughs> this was great. Fucking awesome. And I love this conversation. We've been yeah, having a great hour nice. here. Dun, dun, dun. I completely got lost. Are we doing the outro or the intro? We're outro. Oh, we're outro. Okay, sorry. So that's.
<laughs> so let's continue. Did you ever see the movie Tombstone with uh, Val Kilmer and... Uh, uh, your accent, it just... Whatever that movie is you were trying to tell me about... Can you translate for me, please? I believe the word was Tombstone. Yeah, that one, exactly. <laughs> just as I was saying, you know, Tombstone. <laughs> what do I have to do? One day the rod shall teach you. Get back to work.